Welcome to Wolfpack Radio. This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and I'm so happy to have you tune in to tonight's episode. Well, I will have uh, co-hosting with me my friend, Gunny, and also a special correspondent from New York, my friend, Patty. And so we were going to talk about a few things, including uh, this freedom convoy that's been going on in Canada. And so without any further ado, let me go ahead and introduce you. Gunny, hello. Welcome to the show tonight. Oh, well, thanks for having me again. Hello, folks. How are we doing out there this evening? Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, kind of like the Patty come on. I uh, heard some very uh, strange stuff a couple hours ago. That uh, Now, I'm not familiar with Canada uh, or its uh, phone services or anything like that, but uh, uh, I got word that Bell and Rogers' comms were down. Which I'm not sure what that is uh, As I said And I don't have a, a solid confirmation on that But if they've taken down some kind of cell communication Through that area right there uh, It's not a very good sign for what the next step is I mean uh, We're getting to see something happen here Or getting a chance to be part of Maybe a better way to say it of something that yeah. uh, very few people have got to see. Uh, like the last people who probably saw something on this scale was uh, probably uh, World War II. I mean, we're watching a regime crumble, and it's just and it's just amazing to watch how it how they do things parallel what has been done. Uh, in the past, what we read about in the history books and stuff like that, I mean, it makes one wonder if uh, humanity is too dumb to learn from its mistakes. I don't know. What do you think, Eric? I don't even know what to think anymore. But uh, for the people that are just tuning in that maybe have been like me, I haven't really had a chance to watch the news or catch up on the current events lately. So I guess you find that odd that I'm doing a radio show, but sometimes you have to break loose from the matrix in order to keep your sanity, all right? But uh, for you who aren't in the loop, what Kenny's talking about is that the uh, – I just got this breakdown from Patty, actually. So I, these are the notes I had just taken while I was talking to her. So I'll be glad when she calls in. But uh, Rock, call in, Patty. Call in. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> so she's great. But anyways um, – uh, she's, what's going on is the uh, the truckers from Canada started protesting the jab and the face diapers and other mandates that were going on. So they all started this convoy or coming up to uh, Ottawa to protest. And the U.S., I guess, heard about it and started coming aboard as well. And so the Ottawa government started uh, you know, getting grumpy about it and complaining that the horns were too loud and that, said that the businesses were complaining and that they were saying that people were harassing them. So some judge ordered uh, no honking of horns, and the uh, truckers were saying, well, we were already you know, doing it correctly within the law, but okay, you know. But then they started arresting people also for bringing in fuel, and then the mayor supposedly ordered the tow trucks 
to go and tow away these rigs, and a lot of the tow trucks apparently joined them. But I also heard that when they were calling the different tow truck companies, that all the tow truck companies were saying that they had COVID and were closed. <laughs> all yeah. they said COVID, they could not do it, you know. So, anyway, so then apparently the farmers joined in with, and there were backhoes and excavators and. She said that even the miners have been jumping in, and you know, besides just citizen, regular citizens jumping in, and uh, that this has all been going on. And she she said that uh, that there was a threat of the comms going out, but that she had still been able to get through. So that was what I had just heard from her, not far from Ottawa, but in the U.S. at this time. Right. And but then you're hearing the and, comms are out. And that. You know, and that's what you see uh, in, in in this uh, situation, uh, and it should tell you everything that you need to know about not just uh, the Canadian government, but any government. You have their citizens out there. Uh, you know, Lord only knows what the numbers are at this point. Standing together. Uh, some of the police are standing down. You're going to always have the few that's going to follow the uh, 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 elite to the end. You know, that's not uncommon. Uh, but these people are becoming more desperate, and for the life of them, they can't understand why the peasants are, uh, uh, I guess for lack of a better t- uh, word, uh, revolting. But, you know, this is something, I mean, Canada's in spotlight right now uh, just due to this Freedom Convoy, which is a uh, pretty amazing thing, uh, the way it picked up steam and support. You know, people are waiting for something to happen. And uh, just a little bit of a side note, but uh, this is what I was told the numbers basically break down to, Okay. Uh, 20% of the population knows what's going on, understands what's going on, gets it. Uh, 30% are like, uh, I call them COVIDians. And uh, whatever happens, nothing's going to change the thought process. Did you say COVIDians? Like the Davidians, like yeah. French Davidians, you said Covidians. That's freaking hilarious. Covid, what what kind of people are Covidians? Explain this again. Oh, you just did. I'm okay. so gonna make. Uh, we gotta have T-shirts. We gotta have bags. We gotta have everything that's just Covidians. That is, you know, I'm from Waco, right? With the French Davidians, that's freaking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heard it here so. first on Wolfpack Radio from Getty Covidians. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's hilarious. No, no, that's great, man. That's great. Uh, I love it, man. I'm glad you like it. I, I was, I, the first time I said it, I was like, ooh, that's got a ring to it. But uh, anyway, getting back on point here, uh, I'm a little drifty today, ladies and gentlemen. Please forgive me. Uh, 30% of the population are Covidians, and uh, nothing you're going to say or do, I mean, the people responsible for this bio attack and the mass murder that has taken the place taken place worldwide could be exposed, tried, and uh 
handed their sentences. And this 30% still wouldn't believe it. They'd still be running around in their face diapers and work. Now, <coughs> now, if we just kind of take that, if we take those numbers and squeeze it down to uh, squeeze them down to the United States, okay? So that means 20% understand what's going on. That's about 65 million. Okay, uh, 30% are completely brainwashed, okay? So that leaves 50%. And you've got to ask yourself, and I'm talking to uh, uh, those of y'all out there that are still kind of on the fence, or if you, you know, or uh, I'd really like somebody to be able to give me an answer. So if you're out there listening, can ask your uh, person next to you or family member or something. What is it that this 50% uh, is so wrapped up in that they, they, they're they not even seeing what's going on around them? And that's something that just really puzzles me. And uh, so anyway, so you're going to see these people become more and more desperate, okay? And you're going to see this action first, I believe, in Canada and I'm willing to bet it's not very far off from happening. Uh, they will do anything to protect their power, these tyrants will. Uh, human life means nothing for it to them. We're very, very well aware of that fact at this point. So, uh, they, they have to be made to step down. Okay? And these truckers, that uh, I fully support has the right idea. It's peacefully. This is the way Iceland did it. Iceland took their country back. Corrupt government was forced to step down. Corrupt bankers were forced to step down. Uh, they went to prison, stuff like that. And uh, what it took was about a million of them went to the capital, sat down, wouldn't let anything come or go in there until these people. Now, Iceland is a very small country, and a million people is a very big part uh, of their population. But that's what it's going to take, and it's not going to be a one, two, or three-day thing. It's just, it, it's, for this reset to happen, uh, everybody has to come together the way these people in Canada did. And... Uh, I, I'm kind of, uh, I'd like to say I'm kind of shocked at, uh, to see the Canadian people take the lead, but uh, I didn't see anything here happening in the U.S. that would make me think the American people are ready to stand up. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, we're really in an uh, Orwellian uh, uh, scenario here. I mean, you know... Uh, uh, you know, Arson Wells, uh, uh, George Orwell couldn't have been more correct in his book, 1984. I mean, I don't know if you've ever read it, but if you have not read that book, ladies and gentlemen, uh, read it, and the parallels to what we're seeing happen today are absolutely staggering. I mean, just absolutely mind-blowing. And... Uh, this isn't something that can be blamed on uh, the Biden administration 
or any one administration. This has been a well-thought-out, designed, and carried-out plan that really kicked in about 30 years ago, plus or minus. And, uh, you know, it's been downhill ever since then for the whole world. And the world is standing up. The media is not covering any of the massive protests going on around the world. They're trying to figure out how they're going to uh, quiet all this down. And I'm afraid that desperation is going to cause them to do something really stupid. Uh, I don't know. uh, You think I'm off base there, Hurricane? Uh, you'll have to excuse us if there's a little bit of lag when we uh, ask questions back and forth with each other, but uh, out of courtesy, we always uh, take our phone uh, and maybe put it on speakerphone and mute it. So while we're not talking, we try to keep our phones muted, our microphones muted. So it takes us a minute just to get back on, so just to excuse the lag there. That's just trying to be, make it sound better for y'all. But, yeah, you're right on point with getting so far. You know, I, just, I was wondering if... Did you? Uh, it seems like you've softened your view some since the last show, where you're a little bit harder, and you're like, ah, they're not going to do any good. Ah, bah humbug. And I remember, I should quit being the Grinch or something like that. But now you're kind of cold off a little bit, thought about it a little bit, and you're thinking, man, maybe this is a good grassroots well, movement, but they're going to get screwed. Well, you think they're going to get screwed like, like the January 6th people did, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like we, we uh, almost did. Now, I do too. I wanted to do this, but I fear for them because I know what these assholes are well, capable of. I think they're in well, danger. They'll set it up and it like we're a bunch of radicals that did some bull crap. Oh, yeah, man. The majority of the U.S. Uh, press is giving them uh, bad coverage and all that. But you see, the key is here they will be rooted out in. Uh, Charged and done away with if they do not complete what they've started. Okay? The same thing here. Uh, but and, I mean, uh, you say what they started, but what they started was actually just protesting the jab and the face mask and different other different mandates. And then as this protest has evolved, they've gotten showing more and more uh, hatred towards uh, Trudeau. And so now some people are calling for him to be removed. But I mean, what is their actual. Uh, goal. What is the actual goal of the Freedom Convoy? Well, you see, and and, and that's a question that I've been asking, and uh, uh, no one has uh, been able to uh, give me an answer. And I've talked to uh, two or three different people involved in this, and uh, uh, and I don't know. Uh, I just really don't know. I guess. You know, they want they want the man. Well, I mean, the goal is to have the mandates removed and stuff like that, and uh, a promise from the government. To, well, you know, uh, means absolutely nothing. You don't believe me? Ask uh, any Native American. Uh, so unless they get something done on paper, uh, non uh, uh, non repealable or whatever like that. They really haven't done anything other than set themselves up to be uh, prosecuted. Because let's not forget, the Canadian government, while this is going on, 
they passed an emergency law making convoys illegal. Uh, anybody supporting them in any way, shape, or form uh, will be uh, arrested for contributing to an, uh, a, an illegal act, whatever that means. When did they do and, that? Uh, uh, this happened a few days ago. Where they made a convoy illegal? Yes. What? Well, you know, hopefully these all the liberals in Canada will start opening their eyes when they start seeing how they're being treated and they have no rights, you know? Because the right. you know, there's only the, the haves and the have-nots. The rules apply to thee, not to me, you know? So, we, you, you know uh, who we need to get on the show. You know who we need to get on that show to uh, uh, <clears throat> give us a uh, Canadian look at all this. Is you and I have a uh, mutual friend who came from uh, Canada, uh, became an American citizen in Alaska, uh, and is now uh, on the uh, east side, northeast side of uh, Washington. In state, I would say, and uh, I would like to talk to someone from Canada to see what they're feeling. Because I mean, you know, uh, just get just get their view on it. Yeah, you know, we're sitting here talking about this uh, in the USA, and uh, we're not Canadian, and you know, I as far as Canadian history goes, uh, I'm. A, not a complete illiterate. Uh, so I'd like to hear what some of the Canadian folks had to say. Uh, if there's anybody out there listening uh, from Canada, right, you read my call mind. in. And... It's 845-241-9956, and you're welcome to call in. Again, that's uh, area code 845-241-9956, and that is our guest call-in line for Pack radio and uh yeah we have well someone well if, if i get uh obviously something came up and uh my friend is a mother so i'll tell him what's going on you know how that goes but uh she should be calling in any time and i'll tell you she's really been on this uh some of the stuff she's covering uh and she has a relative involved in it as well so you know i i, I hope that people wake up and see what this is just like nazi germany again Yeah, you know, as I said earlier in the show, it's like uh, we're watching history repeat itself once again, uh, thoroughly and completely. uh, And now we've reached this, uh, now we've reached this point in this crumbling of the regime, empire, whatever word you choose to use, where the ugly stuff will start happening. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, um, can I interrupt you for just one second? Hello? Everybody's here. Hello? Hi? Somebody's at the door. Hello? Come in. (laughs) Hi, this is Patty. Hey, hey, special correspondent. Uh, Patty, hello. We're missing you. Figured something came up. How are you guys doing? Can you hear my dog barking? Can you hear that? Because no, there's one I dog in my house that. will not stop barking. Okay, I'm 
I'm going to apologize if you can. I'm always getting on to Gunny because his dogs are too loud. And I'm, but then every time <laughs> I get on to him, mine start barking and won't shut up. So I just don't say nothing anymore. So, okay. So I, okay. I, I know you just signed on, Patty, but I've got to ask you uh, straight uh-huh. off the bat. I got some info about two hours ago, plus or minus, something like that, that uh, uh, there were some comms out in the Ottawa area. Uh, the two that were mentioned were Bell and Rogers. Now, I know nothing about Canadian phone companies, communications, or anything like that. Can you shed any light on that at all? Have you heard anything like that? Um, well, here's the thing. Half my family is Canadian and half my family is American. So I know, you know, what's going on with my cousins, what their thoughts are up there and everything. And um, things are actually going pretty good. I just found out that in Alberta, Canada, as of midnight, they have stopped all the mass mandates, all the vaccine passport mandates. So there's one win. Um, I heard something about Saskatchewan, too. I want to say it's the mask mandate that they're also going to stop. So we're starting to see things happen. So the truckers are making a difference and all the other people that are joining in um, to support this. And then, of course, we have the convoy coming our way soon, going to D.C. So hopefully we'll see changes here, too. Um, So I kind of missed the first part of your question, what you were were you asking something specific about uh, – I didn't catch the first part of what you were asking me. Okay. Uh, no, uh, I got, I'd gotten a report uh, that uh, there were some few communications down uh, in Ottawa. Uh, the two names mentioned were Bell and Rogers. Uh, I don't know anything about uh, – Canadian com companies or anything? Are those cell companies? Or, uh, it could be. I saw, I saw a notification last night from one of the truckers stating that um, he wasn't sure if they were going to take out you know, their, their ability to communicate through their cell phones. Um, but as far as I know, they're still up. Uh, you know, I don't know for sure if some of them have been taken down, but that was one of his fears. And he said, you know, if you don't hear from us, then you know that's what it is. It's the communication's been cut off, but uh, you know I don't, you know, I don't know, I know what that thinking, is. I was just thinking, well, if their comms are out, they can't call us to tell us, hey, the comms are down here because they have no way to communicate. But right. the truckers, they would probably I, I like, of all the people in the world, the truckers have the best comms though because they have a bunch of you know ham radios and all kinds of different stuff set up in their truck, so they're not helpless little. Right little flowers, you know, so they're cutting off their little cell phones and going to st- gonna, uh, stop uh, a trucker, okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, All right, right. you got people posting right. a lot of things, too, getting them the word out for them, so we have a pretty good idea of what's going on. I know they were sending in a negotiator, um, actually a federal negotiator, to talk with the truckers. How that, you know, is panning out, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that yet. Yeah, uh, but I was kind of saying earlier uh, that uh, I think we're getting to see something that not very many generations uh, get to see. And I think we're starting to see uh, regimes crumble under pressure. 
Yeah. I mean, there's massive protests going on worldwide. They're not getting any coverage by the U.S. press. Uh, I mean, you would think there's absolutely nothing going on over there. <coughs> and uh, Right, the media is not putting it out there. And, uh, and once again, you thinking, know, they want to keep us right. in the dark. Right. right. And, and once again, I'm really starting to feel like this whole uh, Ukraine thing uh, has been a major distraction from uh, the absolute flood of uh, uh, evidence coming out, uh, uh, you know, uh, research coming out and all that about what uh, – this COVID actually was and is and the effects it's having on uh, the people who had the shot. And, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, but me, I'm always sitting there going, uh, what am I missing? What are they trying to distract us from? And, uh, uh, cause like I said, there's nothing in the Ukraine worth fighting over. Just, there's, it has absolutely no mineral wealth. Uh, yeah, whatsoever. actually, Actually, it is because Ukraine is like uh, the breadbasket of the world, and it's farming and the different stuff that they produce. So whoever controls Ukraine controls the breadbasket of the world. So, yeah, it's really important that there would be a place that you'd want to take where you would never, especially, which I think our next show is probably going to be covering, so I don't want to go into detail about it, but especially because they plan on starving us. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, as we speak, uh, uh, well, let me ask you two ladies a question. Who owns more farmland in the United States of America than any other living human being? Hmm. One man comes to mind. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Yep. Yep. Mr. Uh, Advocate for Depopulation there. I mean, yep. uh, the, like I said, this ain't, this isn't something that's come about in the last year. This has been going on for a very, very long time. Uh, and I actually myself believe that uh, President Kennedy was the first person to uh, expose this, and uh, that's why he's no longer with us. Because uh, I think it was almost exactly seven days uh, before his assassination he gave that speech where he said uh, that they had uncovered a plan to enslave every man, woman, and child, and uh, they were going to expose it. And he was the first president to uh, take on the uh, ABC characters. You know, of course, back then there was only a couple of them. Uh, but uh, uh, this had this is this has been coming along, uh, and. Uh, it really started kicking hard under Bill Clinton, and he really kicked the door open. Because if y'all will, will remember, when he was elected, what's the first thing he did? I think he fired every federal judge there was and said about replacing them all with uh, liberals, okay? Uh, Bush uh, uh, 41, globalist, okay? Uh, uh, George Bush, globalist, uh, and uh, yeah, this has gone on. These have been Democrats and Republicans working hand in hand on this. Now, don't get me wrong, at election time, they come out and 
stuff on their chest like big hairy ass gorillas and stuff and he bad, she bad, da 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 back and forth. But uh uh one of the wisest things I've ever had said to me was by a mentor of mine. And uh I'd taken off on a rant uh, about politics, this, that, whatever and uh, he looked at me, he told me, You you don't see the whole truth and I asked him what that was. He goes the left wing and the right wing belong to the same bird. And uh, that's what changed my whole way about thinking on some of this. And I started truly looking at it uh, unencumbered by a uh, 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 political philosophy, if you will. And uh, I don't really think... uh, uh, and I really don't think we've had a two-party system for a long time. Uh, what are y'all thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts are, I'm still thinking about the these truck drivers. I'm like, can he get back on subject? <laughs> he lost me here. I'm trying to stay yeah. focused on this truck and I can't do it. You're killing me. Hey, uh, listen, Danny, here's the deal. Uh, I don't know. I just love listening to you talk, okay? You're... Great patriot, you're very, very smart. You fought, you bled for this country. The greatest respect for you. You're the best militia leader I've ever seen, and I've had a lot of those, and a good friend as well. But, you know, I, it's hard for me to even focus while I'm doing the show. Right now, I'm about 25, 30 miles from Fort Hood, okay? And before, we never, ever, ever, ever had air traffic, okay? Right now, it, it literally sounds every single night like I'm in a war zone, all right? I mean, there's like I, my the ground. The reason my dogs are barking is because there's those giant booms, kaboom, you know, like where they're building some kind of tunnel or something. I know that sounds absurd, but it's really not because Disney has bought a whole bunch of land not too crazy far from us, okay? And I'm, so I'm squeezed in between where Disney bought land, which is all, you know, limestone and cave area, and then also between – Elon Musk, <laughs> SpaceX stuff. So uh, I don't know what the beams are, if they're tunneling or if it's SpaceX or what's going on, but it feels like it's from the ground. From the ground. And it's just really – and there's jets and helicopters, just non – and they fly low, okay, like so low sometimes. It's crazy. I mean, just nonstop freaking traffic. And a lot of this is, is being non-tracked because I tracked the military aircraft. And some of them, you know, they, they don't want it to be tracked, so you can't track it. And but I hear them, but I don't see them. So, you know, makes me wonder what they're up to. We already know that there uh, yeah. Afghanistan, a lot of Afghanistan's in that forehead. Gunny, I, I have one question. I, I I wanted to ask. I forgot one. I was listening before I called in, and I heard you say something about um, that convoys have now been uh, deemed illegal. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, when Trudeau, Trudeau, however you say his name, uh, uh, mommy's boy that disappeared, uh, the next day or two after that, uh, they passed an emergency law that made, uh, convoys and, uh, anybody supporting them, uh, illegal or, uh, uh, uh being an accessory to an illegal act. Or they wouldn't be able to do any of that stuff they're doing there at the border now, taking the fuel and that kind of stuff. Uh, Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. 
I know there were some people arrested for bringing in fuel to the truckers, and I know the mayor was speaking in an interview, and he said that his reason for doing that was that it was like, you know, a hazardous risk bringing in fuel or what have you. But um, but I know there's still fuel getting into the truckers. Um, but as far as him making the convoy illegal, I haven't heard anything about that. Um, I, I didn't know if you I were know. referring to this country or not. But you meant just in Canada, I read, huh? I read where they made it. Yes. They made it illegal to uh, to stand. It says here in this one article, it says uh, the provincial government directive has made it illegal in Nova Scotia to gather alongside the interprovincial highway in support of truckers participating in the so-called freedom convoy protesting van- vaccine mandates. So it's illegal. Mm-hmm. I believe they probably did make it illegal because they made it illegal to stand on the side of the road in Durham. It could, right. it could you be. Know, I know there's there's still people there. Um, I know that the truckers are leaving one lane open so that, you know, emergency vehicles could pass through if they need to. So they're not blocking right. off the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it being illegal yet. Maybe I missed something. Right. Well, uh, I mean, they have to have something to arrest you for unless they just uh, – uh, gone uh, completely tyrannical there, uh, but uh, uh, I mean, I I think they're gonna. Now this is just my thoughts, and uh, uh, that and five dollars and twenty cents will get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a government is power hungry. Well, you saw what they did to the June 6th people here. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, January 6th people here. Uh, and I think you're going to see the same thing happen there if they don't stand their ground because these tyrants will set people up. Uh, uh, the one thing they fear is what they're seeing right now, okay? Now, they're too dumb. Well, I won't say that. They're not too dumb, but the thought of, hey, you know, maybe we ought to clean up our act and does that would never cross their mind. They're sitting there right now in, for lack of a better word, ivory tower and go, how dare these peasants defy us? Uh, and yeah. That's right. And I also, before we go on too much further, I wanted to uh, interrupt you for one second. And, and even I was reading an article, of that Canadian article, and it said these people are, are exactly what you said too. They said, we are a peaceful country that has helped protect nations across the globe from tyrannical governments who oppress their people. And now it seems it's happening here. We are taking our fight to the doorsteps of our federal government and demanding that they cease all mandates against these people. Small businesses are being destroyed. Homes are being destroyed, and people are being mistreated and denied fundamental necessities to survive. It is our duty as Canadians to put an end to this uh, this mandate, these mandates. It is imperative that this happens because if we don't, our country will no longer be the country we have come to love. We are doing this for our future generations to regain our lives back. So earlier in the show before you came on, Patty, Kenny and I were asking – what was their goal? So then I found this. So I was like, oh, I found it. Okay, so this is their goal, what we thought, what we said, but they said a lot more elegantly, you know. But, you know, yeah, that should be us too, right? 
Exactly, and it's, it's just that simple. They just want the mandate stopped. You know, you, you can't go on like this forever. This isn't, they talk about the new normal. Well, this isn't normal. It's never going to be normal. And if, if you know, this virus is never going away, are we going to stay masked for the rest of our lives? Are we going to shun people from being able to go okay. places because they don't have a vaccine passport? Okay. So this is all they're asking is, for is, you know, is, drop the mandate. Hey, listen, we do have uh, some callers are starting to pop up on the uh on the switchboard, and so I see y'all there, guys. But hand one second. I'm gonna leave you on the green room. So, anyways, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do our break now, so that we don't have to interrupt while we're uh, taking callers. But if y'all don't mind, I'm gonna come back after this break and uh, and uh, take some callers. Is that cool with y'all? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Great. I'll let, let you guys go. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a break real quick. I downloaded my favorite song. Okay. Now, of course, with this trucking convoy thing going on, I was like. A fantasy for me because my favorite all-time jam is Convoy, okay? Like, I come in here in my she shed, and I crank it, crank it up, put on all my speakers, I put on my disco light, and I rap through every single bit of that song. I love that song. It's one of my favorite ones. So I know that's a weird song, but it's, it's one of my all-time favorites. So I don't know why, but it is. But I guess because it was my first as a young child, uh, one of the first uh, songs that I actually heard. It was it's rebellion, you know. I mean, if we were talking about doing stuff now in this convoy, they'd be locking us up. You know what I'm saying? But back then, you could actually, I guess, have freedom of speech. But anyways, with no further ado, we're going to go on a quick break, and we'll be back in three minutes and forty-seven seconds. Okay. Uh, breaker one nine. This here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, it's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I-10, about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pig Pen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Back off them hogs. Uh, ten four, about five mile or so. Ten roger, them hogs is getting intense up here. By the time we got into Tulsa town, we had 85 trucks in all. But there's a roadblock up on the cloverleaf, and them bears is wall to wall. Yeah, them smokies as thick as bugs on a bumper. They even had a bear in the air. I says, calling all trucks, this here's the duck. We about to go a-hunting bear. Interstate 44, like a rocket sled on rails. We tore up all of our swindle sheets and left them setting on the scales. 
by the time we hit that shy town, them bears was getting smart. They'd brought up some reinforcements from the Illinois National Guard. There's armored cars and tanks and jeeps and rigs of every size. Yeah, them chicken coops was full of bears and choppers filled the skies. Well, we shot the line, we went for broke with a thousand screaming trucks and eleven long-haired friends of Jesus in a chartreuse microbus. Yeah, rubber duck to Sodbuster, come on there, yeah, 10-4 Sodbuster, listen, you want to put that microbus in behind that suicide jockey? Yeah, he's home dynamite and he needs all the help he can get. Well, we laid a strip for the Jersey Shore, prepared to cross the line. I could see the bridge was lined with bears, but I didn't have a doggone dime. I says, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck. We just ain't going to pay no toll. So we crashed the gate doing 98. I says, let them truckers roll 10-4. We got a mighty cowboy rockin' through the night. Yeah, we got a mighty Hi, and welcome back to Wolfpack Radio. This is your host, Hurricaneian, and we are beginning to take a caller, so I believe that it is my friend that I always think is the godfather. I know it's you. I recognize your number. Is it you? No, it's the godfather. <laughs> I knew it was you. <laughs> you know what? That song's kind of prophetic, isn't it? Talking about um, today and how uh, the convoy is used as a pivotal point for trying to establish freedom for both countries. And you know what amazes me is the how fast that the legislature in Canada, <clears throat> excuse me, are making up these laws. Like you can't be at the side of the road, you can't help out, uh, you can't give food to the truckers. Just like that, they're just making up these laws so easily. Yet when it comes to laws that uh, that really benefit uh, the Canadian people and even the American people, oh, they got to take two months, three months. But when it comes to something like this, instant law. This is this is crap. That's what it is. It's nonsense. It's bullshit. Patty, I know you got something to say about that. <laughs> I agree with them 100%. It absolutely is. Yeah. And who knows what they're going to come up with when they bring a convoy here and go to D.C. God can only Mm -hmm. imagine what's going to happen, right? Well, they're planning on circling D.C., doing it, of course, peacefully. They, They emphasize that. I mean, I was on a show with two of the organizers the other day, and they had emphasized that. But do you know they already had a provocateur? I was on the show, and the two, I'm... I'm not sure if they were two organizers or two organized um, supporters of the truckers. I got uh, the truckers because I got there a little bit 
after they were already on. But they were on this particular show for three hours, and they were talking about, uh, you know, what they wanted to accomplish. Do you know some asshole shows up on the show, some guy who's never been on the show before, and he starts cursing and using profanity, and he starts trying to distract people away from the particular point of what the convoy is all about into other areas. And eventually, I had to, I had to say to this guy, you know what? This particular show, this program, might be reproduced on a national show where millions of people might listen to us. And I'd appreciate it if you don't use profanity, because I don't think people want to keep on hearing bleep, 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 bleep on another show. So he objected to that. But tough, you know? This convoy yeah. is, is a milestone in a modern American day history. And I certainly hope it accomplishes what we want it to. Mm. Let's hope so. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But I, but I agree. But I guess maybe it's just because Gunny and I are both so jaded. It's like, like you know, every time we even just give a little bit of hope, like we so hope for Trump, you know, just we just get shattered, you know. But it's just like everybody getting set up for the January sixth. I guess I. I've seen so many provocateurs come into militia. Uh, when we were going to go on January 6th, I was on Twitter, and they started these trains up, you know, where people were, you know, doing this. I wasn't real good at Twitter, but, you know, there was this one link where everybody was talking about <clears throat> coordinated this trip to D.C., and they were like convoying like people. <laughs> and so people were uh-huh. all hyped up, you know. They were all hyped up, like, oh, yeah, you know, I was too. You know, we love Trump. You know, we, he needs us. we got to go, you know. And so everybody so was getting all emotional, and they were, I thought they were making irrational decisions because they were – people were like, oh, I need a ride. Can I get a ride with somebody from you – know, I'm going to be in Central Texas. Is anybody coming through? Can I get a ride, you know? And so these people were just picking up these random people, which I thought they creeped me out, you know. And then – Mm-hmm. Some of them, I could tell, were provocateurs, and they were trying to pump people up and get them riled up for violence, or just you know trying to you know build it up yeah. that way. And I instantly recognized it immediately. These were provocateurs coming in, people coming in to hijack the movement, you know. You know, mm-hmm. so I just started getting a really bad vibe about it. And the more I stayed on that link, the more I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, these people are getting set up. And then I told Gunny, no, we ain't doing it, you know. But I, I, I'm afraid that, you know. Because I'm so jaded, I'm just afraid that this is going to... It seems like it always back. I'm not trying to stop the news. I'm as jaded. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah. And that our government... I'm as jaded. Yeah. I don't put anything past them, and I think they could do something really evil and, you know, get some people hurt or jailed or something. It's like every time we try to do something, people end up dead. <clears> like <throat> my friends, the Bundys, and my friend LaVoy Fittnikam, who was my on my show many, many times, you know, he's my friend, <clears throat> was murdered mm-hmm. by the government when he stood up and protested. Uh for our rights in Oregon and for the Constitution. And then, you know, all, all the other people like Corey, my friend Corey went to prison over that, you know. And then we see that, you know, things didn't go well with the January 6th, which I was almost involved in my opinion myself, so it's very personal. And now they're still being in, held in jail in places like the Vatican or like Disney World where they have their own laws. They're not even really in America when they're in D.C., are they? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a whole other different entity, right? Or D.C. You know, it's not really America. It's like a little separate, little, <laughs> like the Vatican with all their own little rules and laws, and you know, 
everything that goes mm-hmm. with it. So it's like really vile. I don't know. <clears throat> and then everything went really bad down from there, it would seem, it, you know. So I just worry for the truckers, you know. And then again, you got to remember, I am from Waco. And how things work out for, for, yeah. for our protesters sure. and the rest of idiots, you know what I'm saying? And our, you know, we right. even had uh, a whole bunch of uh, bikers just shot down for no reason here in Waco, and then they twisted mm-hmm. around right. and didn't want to get their fault. But, well, I guess, you know, it kind of disappeared. With any protest, there's always going to be a group that shows up <clears throat> and tries to pretend they're part of that protest and then cause some kind of a problem. Because that's what bad people do, right? And we've seen it yeah. time and time again. Um, with the truckers, their whole agenda is to be peaceful, and it's just simply a protest for the mandates. Um, so hopefully nothing will, you know, go wrong. Um, we can just hope and pray. So far, so good in Canada. I mean, there's still there's things happening that we don't like, but if if we keep living in fear of what might happen if we exercise our right to peaceful protest, then we've lost. Yeah. We have to keep standing up. <laughs> well, as long as... Hey, can y'all come up to me for just a it, few it, minutes so I can it, go it, put my dogs up? They won't start barking. It's driving okay. me crazy. <laughs> okay, y'all, y'all cover for me, it, okay? It, All right. As long as, as long as they remain peaceful until violence is brought to them, and I've got a real bad... Feeling, uh, omen, whatever you want to call call it, that uh, something like that may be quite close to happening. Uh, if they get this thing rolling here in the U.S., uh, I don't know. I sincerely hope the guy uh, that was on uh, one of the other shows I did is not one of the real leaders of this thing because uh, he was absolutely uh, a... Uh, uh, okay, I'm a hurricane show, so I'm going to be nice, man. He was, uh, let's just say he was uh, intelligence challenged on a lot of aspects of what needed to happen. And uh, so I truly hope that uh, that's not the case. But what we're going to have to watch, watch what our government does. This thing gets cranked up. Uh, I'm telling you, the people around the world are waking up. Uh, it's not the majority of the people in the world right now by anybody's imagination, but it's, it is not enough of them to make a difference, to make the changes. But you can't get tired, you can't get up, and you can't trust the government, any government, to keep a promise. And everybody needs to keep that in mind, and it's the back of their heads. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, uh, is a true patriot movement up there in Canada. Uh, oh, uh, in this uh, so-called leader of the uh, American convoy, which as far as I know, isn't even rolling yet, uh, uh, refused to admit that they were following Canada's lead. Oh, well, we've been planning this for a long time. That's uh, well, true. They know, have been. Planning, um, this plan, this planning, was a joint. Planning and happening. Planning and happening is two different things. This this was a joint effort on the Canadians and the Americans' part, the truckers. <laughs> um, you know, they, they planned everything in advance, put down the rules, had administrators put in place. 
and the first step was Canada. You've got a lot of American truckers up in Canada standing side by side with them. You're going to have a lot of Canadian truckers coming to D.C. too to stand by our guys. And these convoys are happening all over the world. So it's not just one country or the other. It's many countries. And that, I think, is huge. Well, that is but, but that does not change. That does not change the fact that Canada was the first to take action, and I think that's that's I love, love that. I think that's a great idea. Don't sit there and tell me, as American, that if Canada put the first foot forward, took action, and been rolling, and y'all going to start. Uh, two weeks, three weeks later, something like that, that y'all are not following Canada's lead. Because that is an incorrect statement. As a matter of fact, that's uh, an arrogant statement, in my opinion. They're, uh, but they're not, they're not pretending that they're, they're kind of... They were part of it to begin with. It was planned to, to do Canada first, for Canada to step forward first and for the United States to follow afterwards. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought she would said. I, Guy, I if that's what she it. said, if that's what I, she knows, then it's a part of a plan to put Canada first. And if what she's saying is true, it doesn't matter who's first, who's second. If Canada is first, then it's been, it's been done by design for the, for Correct. us to follow. So, and it's not just the United the, States; it's all these other countries too that are following. You know. They're, they're, some of well, them are going on right now. Some of them will go on when the United States does theirs. So it's it's a joint effort, not just one country or two. It's several countries. Are you, when you say it's a joint effort, is that a coordination between the countries, yes. or is that just, oh, okay. From what I heard then the administrators say uh-huh. um, themselves was that it's a joint effort, yes. They're all in communication oh, it, with it, oh, each other. Okay, it, it, okay. 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 Okay, yeah, uh, there we go. With Canada uh, in, in the lead, y'all, y'all, I believe, yes. Yeah. Y'all, y'all can carry on like that if you choose. Uh, my opinion will not be swayed on that one way or another. And I think it was the arrogance of this so-called leader uh, uh, for the part of uh, this uh, American convoy that has yet to start. Uh, I think it was his arrogance in it that put me off more than anything, and uh, 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 that's not going to change my opinion. Uh, if you take the first move, you're in the lead, and everybody else is following your lead, and I don't care if it was uh, planned out by 9,312 countries. The country that took the first step is the country that took the lead. And if you don't have the guts to admit that, you probably shouldn't be leading uh, anyone even to a port of can. But, but nobody's saying that – nobody's taking any credit away from Canada. I think our truckers, if anything, are honoring Canada. And, and you have Absolutely. to understand, too. You oh, can't... no, this administrator leader on uh, uh, this other show I did came right out and said, oh, no, Canada ain't first. We were planning it before they ever got going, kind of uh, thing there and stuff. And uh, that put me off to the whole thing. Uh, I was complete arrogance, uh, unable to admit or uh, 
uh, or admit that you're not ashamed to follow a good lead. And uh, to me, I'm sorry, I've served different places in different ways, and that is absolutely one of the poorest characteristics of leadership, and I use that term loosely with this guy, that I have ever seen. And that's just my opinion, and that's not going to change. Well, I don't know who that guy was. <clears throat> but if he if he's truly an administrator, and if he says he's only following the lead of Canada and not being in coordination with them, then that's different than from what um, the, this caller was just saying. I know right. I, when I was on the show the other day. You're, again, you're, I don't you're know. You're not tracking. You're not. You're not tracking on what I'm saying at all. Okay, this guy came on there. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, well, that's great, man. It's great that Canada took the lead on it. Oh, no, Canada didn't take the lead on this, da-da-da-da-da, uh, like that. And uh, uh, that's arrogance, and that's one of the poorest leadership traits there is out there. And uh, that's one Was of the reasons. Was he part of the coordination? I, that's, that's one of the reasons. Okay, I, I heard you, Gunny. Gunny, I heard you. I heard you. You're saying the guy said Canada didn't take the lead. What I'm asking you, did this guy say he was part of the coordinated effort, a joint effort between Canada and America? No, his exact words, and I'm pretty sure you know the program I'm speaking of. Uh, We've spoken on that one before, uh, that uh, uh, Canada did not take the lead, that it never even used the word joint effort. He goes, the American truckers have been planning this for over a year. Da, 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 da. Like, never said a word about coordination between the two countries or anything like that. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, and uh, anyway, like I said, that's completely turned me off to it. And uh, if that's the kind of leadership that this uh, uh, American convoy has, it's not going to turn out well. Well, if it's well, there's a debate about, about whether or not the effort between Canada and America has been as is a joint effort or if we're just slapped together just recently. But I want to say before we get into that, that when you were talking about being jaded, I'm as jaded as you are. Uh, and, yeah, I had some pretty, and, I had pretty good intel that it was pretty planned, right? That's right, Patty. I think you had the same intel too, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hearing from, from the administrators that yeah. it, it was a coordinated effort, and you have to understand that somebody, some country has to take the lead, no matter what country it is, if it's a coordinated <laughs> effort, because if you had truckers in every country, right, shutting stuff okay, down. But- People are going to starve to death. It, that doesn't change. Yeah, that that's does true. not change the fact that the countries that, you know, okay, Company A is coming in over here. You take the point. We got company, we got Bravo company coming up to, over here uh, 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 on the starboard flank. Uh, we got Charlie company coming up over here on the port flank. Uh, let's go. Okay. Coordinated plan, right? Yeah. Who took the lead? Alpha company. Everybody else follows their lead. And if they can't admit that, that's a very, very flawed leadership uh, characteristic. 
right, look, and um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna touch any more on that subject because I'm gonna get heated. Uh, and and uh, you were talking about being about being jaded before. I'm as jaded uh-huh. as you are, and people should be jaded. There's too much there's too much optimism walking around here, thinking that the militias. Or that the people, if they stand up. Dang it. In times like this, the only thing that people have to hang on to is just a little thread of hope. And that's why our patty is like a little, you know, to me, like a little breath of fresh air, okay? Because at least she's got a little bit of hope in this convoy. Well, you should have hope. And I love that because, you know what, if we quit believing, if we quit believing in the grassroots movement because of our jaded history, our jaded pastor, just because we know it's probably going to end up being screwed up because of history. But if we give into that and we let go of one of the fundamental principles which keeps America going and thriving, which is the grassroots movement of America, it's one of the heartbeat, it's the fundamental part, it's the blood of America, okay? And if we give up on that, then we give up on America. So, you know, sometimes right. you just got to put on your big, Big girl and big boy breaches and say, man, we got to man up and we're going to get our ass whooped. That's the <laughs> so point I'm getting to. we got to freaking right. stand and beat that liberty tree if we have to, you know? God, I mean, what is this yeah, point when we have to, can't just give up all the time, you know? I'm fuck the, I mean, sorry, to hell with these people, you know? Because I'm sick of these people, man. When are we going to not be afraid of standing up to them? But, you know, but if you stand up to them, you lose everything. And I'm not advocating right. violence. But I mean, and it's not—it's not even just being an American anymore. It, it's they're trying it's to starve us to death and kill us. Eventually, it's going to be end of violence because people are going to eventually fight back on that. You know? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's just being a sense, human right? being. This is affecting the entire world. What's going on right now? And instead of deciding, you know, who's in charge and who's taking the lead and this and that, we need to be united as, as one, as one world. This time, maybe for the first time. Instead of different states, different countries, how about mm. one world? Because everybody. Yeah, but I don't want to one world order. <laughs> I don't want to win. No, there ain't no I one like world it. order. No one world thing. No, that will that that is impossible. You might as well be talking about joining a new world order, because there will. I mean, you pick anywhere. There's been wars going on for thousands upon thousands of years. And nothing's going to change that. And let me tell you, a lot of these people that are uh, out there, oh, yeah, freedom, liberty, freedom, liberty. Ladies and gentlemen, true freedom, the big reset, the freedom and liberty, our God-given rights and stuff. Let me tell you, that's a tough path. There are no safety nets. There is no Social Security. There's no welfare. There's no that. You have to be rugged, independent, and resourceful enough to feed yourself, your family, raise your kids, and all that. True freedom is tough. It's not, but, uh, Kenny, it's not, but a, it's not a country song. Okay. But, Kenny, let me ask you a question, though, because, you know, all right, so you and I, like, we're, like, big time on, you know, we're training. We're going to have our armor, our, our, you know, I got my... I just actually got a new uh, new kit. Actually, you're gonna be so jealous when you see it. It's badass. My brother gave it to me. You're gonna be so jealous. That makes like <laughs> what, three three bulletproof vests I have. You know, so I have some good setups. You know, um, uh, I'm sorry. I just got so distracted. I'm so sorry. I don't even remember what I was gonna say. Oh my god, where was it? I start thinking about militia. No, I was talking about the armor of God. So like how we believe in our you know armor and our helmet and our 
you know, AR and all that good stuff. But, you know, everybody was ragged on Q, but one thing that Q always brought to our attention was this is a spiritual war. And for the sake of humanity, so what Patty said, world love, you know, that's very true. That's humanity. That's humanity in a whole. We are humanity, you know. And so it doesn't matter what color or country you're from. We are, as one, humanity, even though I don't like the word, like, you know, one world order, but you know what I'm saying. But we do, is humanity is important. But see, I do believe, and I do want to advocate of this show, not everybody has to agree with me, but as the host and the owner of Wolfpack Radio, I believe uh, that this is a spiritual war and that everything that's going on is kind of like invisible. It's going on between dark and light, good and evil. And I think it's going on all freaking around us all the time. And I think that they just, these demons or spirits or whatever manipulate people to do their bidding. And uh, we're seeing these dark forces, you know, come at us. So, But I really believe that if we have to do all this stuff that in the Bible talks about Ephesians, you know, about the armor of God, I think it's Ephesians, uh, and putting on your armor of God. And, and I think that's really important to to be prepared to fight spiritually, too, because if you're going to go into battle, man, you don't want to be going in there stupid. You want to have already had your recon go in and know exactly what opponent you're going against, what what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, what their numbers are. You're going to do everything you can to fortify against them. Is that true, Gunny, or not, you know? So, you well, know, why uh, would you go yeah. into a war against the deep state and the, the evil forces and not acknowledge that that's actually going on and there's no way to defeat them without – fighting that way as well. And that you know, and it's powerful. It's powerful. And I truly do believe that. Oh, yeah. And then a lot of people don't believe are not Christians and you know, and that's that's you know, you have that right, you know, we in the constitution to, to to be that way. I'm not a preacher and I'm not trying to get anybody to come over but it's for us my show that that's this is how, you know, a platform that we support Christianity. Oh yeah. Show. Oh yeah. Uh Abraham Lincoln, uh, I think, said it best. Uh, 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 during the Civil War, uh, uh, I do not, I don't remember the exact quote now, but uh, it was something like, I do not ask that God is on our side, but I pray that we are on his side. Uh when it comes to doing the right thing. So, yes, there's a spiritual war out here. I mean, you look into some of the eyes of these people on TV right. uh, when they're uh, being interviewed and stuff like that. They're soulless. Right. They're we have absolutely a soulless. I'm going to see who this is. Hi, welcome to Wolfpack Radio. We have a caller, Blue. Hello, yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, I just wanted to comment on something. I agree with you guys a heck of a lot on here. I mean, I, honestly, I've been listening for about an hour now, and I really do agree on a lot of things that you are mentioning on tonight. That's just my comment tonight, so have a good night. Thank you. Where are you from? Rochester, New York. Is there uh, anything that you can tell us that's going on around that part? Really, a lot of things that happened here. I mean, honestly, the um, the truckers. I know they're up in Canada right now. I know that, and I support all the truckers myself. So, you no, know, I used to be a CB fan. So, 
I, I, I understand why they're doing it, and I, I agree with, them, with it. So that's just pretty much what it is. But, uh, yeah, we got too much communism. Yeah, we got too much, we got too much communism in the world today. That's what we we're dealing with. So, all yeah, right, have a good night. Thank you. All right, well, thank you for your call. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. All right, well, uh, that's right. Um, so everybody, um, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead. I, I downloaded a song and <laughs> I don't know what y'all are going to think about it or not, but it said that it was the official Canadian trucker song for this convoy. But then when I listened to it, I was like, okay. really? Is it, is it really? And so, uh, it wasn't really my style of music, but I, you know, we'll see. It's just real short. So it's only two minutes and eight seconds. So I'm going to play that real quick. If y'all want to go grab a cup of coffee or something real quick. Okay, I admit I, I liked it a lot better the second time. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it that time. Uh, when I guess earlier, I was kind of stressed out when I was in a hurry trying to record it. So that was kind of. A bit I, did, I didn't know Australia. they had hillbillies in Canada. <laughs> I really liked the little breaks, though, because uh, we did take one the last show on time. I might have gotten in trouble for that. But, uh, y'all. Um, I am really grateful to have y'all both on my show as co-hosts and helping me out, and plus you are both really dear friends of mine, so really appreciate uh, y'all's input and different perspectives on things, even though I can see where Gunny and my my little my little Yankee, you're going to clash hit a few <laughs> times. We but, I mean, for a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Well, you know, that, uh, that, 
that's what freedom and debate is about. I mean, it had uh, uh, when it comes right when it comes down to the basic things. Uh, uh, I think we, I think we're aligned pretty well and stuff like that. But and you know, that's how it is. you can ha- you can disagree with somebody, you know, and uh, uh, it it can stop there, you know. Uh, hadn't changed. Uh, Anything one way or another, like I said, my my opinion is five dollars and twenty cents will get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you know. And uh, uh, so, you know, we all have our opinions, but you know, when it comes down to it, we're all on the same page. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the things I would like to see happen uh, with these convoys are uh, a whole lot different. Let's just put it like right. that, and a lot of people would like to see, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, let me, if you I'm don't not, mind, I want to switch this. In a, where, where you're talking about right now about the convoy and switching up getting, I want to cut in right now because there was something I wanted to bring up on this segment that actually doesn't have to do with the convoy, but what you're talking about, if you could do it completely different, you know. And I wanted to bring up an article that was on the, and, I, you know, I wouldn't even mind making an entire video just on this article because it's it's really it's kind of long and I would have loved to have read it to y'all but it's, it's too lengthy but it's an article from the Gateway Pundit okay now in it it it's an exclusive and it says likely Fed operative Ray and I might say his name wrong it's E P P S so I'm thinking Eps or Eps filmed hurling Eps. Trump sign at Capitol Police likely set up January 6th protester Ryan Samsell who. Ross in prison to this day, and that was in October, so I don't really have an update on that. But I stumbled across this, and I was reading about this guy who, I mean, if y'all get a chance, go to the Gateway Pundit and look up this article. But, I mean, he was coming in as a Trump supporter, and he was the one who, you know, he was, I guess, the president of the Oath Keepers in Arizona, you know, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. I think I heard something about that, too. Oath Keeper founder and the president. Stuart Rhodes, uh, what the article said, and uh, it's anyways. Long story short, he's like he was like a bad guy, you know. He's a he's a provocateur. This year, the oh, yeah, well, direction appeared to be encouraging Trump supporters gathered near BLM Square in Washington D.C. to join him, as he announced that he planned to go inside the Capitol. Epps was told an unidentified male Fed agent, in fact. In fact, tomorrow, I'm not even going to say it because I might be arrested, but tomorrow we need to go into the Capitol. Trump supporters who could, who could smell a route shouted, Fed, Fed, Fed. So the Trump people knew, you see what I'm saying, right. that he was a Fed. Right. And all kinds of video of him rolling up everybody and doing all kinds of stuff and uh, standing up there in front of on January 6th shouting at all the Trump supporters, we're going to the Capitol where our problems are, and that's a quote. It's that direction is another quote. Spread the word, another quote. So, I mean, then they've got all the videos of it, okay? But the interesting thing about this, you know, is uh, so they have all this evidence of him doing this. But but basically the feds go in and clean up all the stuff. Like people have all these pictures of him and all, doing all this stuff, and then the feds go in and try to erase it all, <laughs> take all his stuff off and clean right. it all up because he's a fed, right? Right. Well, yeah, you know, not not uh, everybody that went in or led people in is being held in prison. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and yeah. uh, 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 doggone it, uh, I lost my train of thought. Excuse me here for a second. Maybe it'll come back. Oh, uh, 
uh, I think it was uh, uh, today again, the United States, uh, the little old DHS personnel, have uh, came out and said that uh, Americans uh, exercising their First Amendment rights, uh, they're considering them to be uh, uh, terrorists, domestic terrorist risks. And, uh, I mean, right here in Texas, we had a preacher or pastor or priest, one one or the other there, and a parent arrested at a uh, Round Rock Independence uh, District School meeting for speaking against the uh, 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 what the school system was doing. I mean, this is the way it starts. And, ladies and gentlemen, I've said this a thousand times, and if anybody disagrees with me here, please correct me. But uh, this is how this starts. This is how it started in Nazi Germany. Slowly but surely, they're going to pick everybody off. And while these protests are great and uh, uh, peaceful protests are by far the uh, uh, best way to go about uh, accomplishing what you want to accomplish, I mean, look what uh, Dr. Mark Luther King did. Uh, but you also have to take in the the scenario that we find ourselves in now and the justice system that was living in this country then and the justice system we have now are two completely different animals. So unless you're ready to go to the distance, like our uh, forefathers before us who reached their, uh, uh, their lives, their, uh, uh, Lives, money, lands, risk everything. Uh, it is because you know what? And I'm just really afraid, and I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I don't think this is going to happen by sitting around in a big happy circle singing Kumbaya. Uh, their uh, narrative on COVID is unraveling. Uh, we watch it unraveling. People have had enough of it. Uh, we see that in Canada. We see that starting to happen here uh, in our country. And like I say, desperate people are dangerous people. And uh, I'm just kind of waiting to see uh, what they're going to uh, have uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Poochie Poochie pull out of his freezer there uh, and uh, drop on his neck because uh, they're losing the fair control no, value of this. You know, Danny, though, we can, you know, preach and preach. It's like preaching to the choir, you know. It's like preaching to the choir. Seriously, like those that are awake are awake, and those that aren't awake, no matter what we say or do, it's just preaching to the choir because they're not – they already turned you off. They already turned you off because they didn't want to hear it because by this time in their life, they're just so uh, – they're Covidians. <laughs> they're Covidians. <laughs> there you go. Did I do it right? Was that right? <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> Look, what we should be doing on this show is we should be, like, helping people, one, like, even though we're all, like, a bunch of heathens, one, helping people figure out how to arm themselves with the Spirit of God and all their weapons, and then we should be teaching them some survival skills and telling them what to be prepping on, and, you know, we should actually be giving them some stuff that can actually help them, because, you know what, they're just going to do what they're going to do, you know, I'm starting to think that all these years we've been doing this radio, I wonder if it even helped anybody, did anybody even listen, you know? Absolutely, it did. 
Absolutely. You've taught people survival skills. You've taught people how to um, grow plants or find plants that have nutritional value, medicinal value. You've done a lot to help people. Yeah, I suppose you're right, but it just sometimes it feels like we're spinning our wheels, you know. I know. Well, you know, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink either. So, right. you know, when well, times get hard, then people are going to want to know, well, how do you can the things you do? How do you grow the things you do, the chickens you raise, all of it? They're going to want to know that. And, you know, and you, know, you know, you ought to do a video on that because, uh, I know growing up, my aunts, uncles, my mom did all that, but that is truly a lost art. And mm-hmm. God forbid if this thing does come uh, all the way unraveled and stuff like that, that is going to be one of the most important things you could ever want to uh, have the knowledge of being able to do and how to do it. Man, I think that'd be pretty badass just to do a video on that. I don't know. What do you think, Patty? Absolutely. I I watch the things with her and I, you know, being friends. I watch the things she does. I have no idea how to can things. I have no idea how to raise a chicken. So I'm learning from her. And everything that she does and everything she knows is very beneficial to other people. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think she should do some shows on all of that. They're flattering me, but I tell you what, we we don't know. We're lear- we're learning. This is only our so it's only been a, almost a full, not even a full year that we've had chickens. And so yeah, I, but look I at how later, far you've come with them. Later, that I know we we are doing good. I have to admit, I think we are doing good, and everyone's been giving me real positive. They're alive. Okay, I've only killed one chicken. I did kill one chicken because I took it out of the incubator too soon and it didn't survive. And so baby Steven said, everybody goes, my granny is so strong. She squeezed that chicken and she killed him. I'm like, no, I didn't. You don't have to be so dramatic, baby, baby. You know, you don't have to. Because that's not what happened. It froze to death, all right, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he thinks I'm so strong. So there you go. But for your very first time and you only lost one chicken, you know, one egg. So you did very well. Like I put on that... uh, like I put on that uh, Facebook post, I actually put a post about it, and I put, uh, I always have, everyone who knows me knows I'm thorough, right? So I always have a plan, a plaque, a plan. Like, like Gunny, you've been with a lot of men who are really professional people, military people, and everything else. You've been around hundreds of people in militia. But tell me, am I not on the at the very top of part of your list of people you can trust and depend on? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man. I mean, you can roll with my team uh, uh, anytime. Because uh, I'm organized, and, right? Because I always have a plan, a backup plan, and a backup plan. But, Yanni, I had no damn plan for these chickens, okay? So I just got this incubator, <laughs> and I was bored with my baby, my little grandbaby. I was babysitting him, and we were running out of activities. So out of boredom, I, I wanted to be in my shed, you know, I'm around my cat, so I dragged him out here. We put the incubator together. I briefly looked at the booklet, briefly, okay? Then we started – he loves to put stuff together. So we put stuff together, put it together, and then I, then I lost the instruction manual. But So we started adding eggs every day, every day. But I did label them with the marker, which was smart. Thank God I did that at least, you know? So that for seven days, we put eggs in there. And we ended up getting seven surviving chicks, right? Which, but I never had a plan, a backup plan or a backup plan to a backup plan. There was no plan because – Never in my wildest 
dreams did I dream that this incubator was going to hatch me, that was going to have baby chicks, okay? So, yeah, it's been insane. But, I mean, I guess maybe I could make videos about it. There's other people that we did pretty good in making uh, making it work, you know, in the dead of winter. Yeah. But, see, the I thing is, is the, I want to support my family. I want to feed my family when they try to starve us to death. And also, at least we're getting eggs. And so, um, you know, what about when all these truckers, you know, do this and what, 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 we're already not getting food coming in, okay, from the uh, – we're already get, not getting food coming in from the ports, okay? They've right. had farmers burning their food and not delivering their food, and produce and stuff has to be shipped. It can't just be, you know, forever, right? But now we've got all the truckers are tied up, which is good because I support their movement, but that's yeah. also stopping this – could stop the supply in a time when it's a really bad time to maybe stop the supply, but I don't know. Hopefully people were prepped up, but uh, I'm just wondering, uh, and now I heard today there's this guy, okay, his name's Black Conservative Patriot, BCP, and he's on YouTube, and he also has a, a Patreon channel and some other program uh, platforms, so find him on YouTube. Hang on a second. Sambo, stop scratching me, my cat. Oh, I think I'm scratching pad. I'm sorry, y'all. We let, we rescue animals, okay? Don't hate on me. So uh, anyway, this cat totally distracted me. Anyway, so Black Conservative Patriot, he's a lot more conservative than I am. He doesn't uh, follow QAnon, although he is cool, but he's, you know, strictly just, you know, mainstream. And he actually came out saying they're trying to starve us to death. And for him to come out and say something well, yeah. like that, you know, it's unheard of. And he was talking about how uh, – I, and I apologize for being unprofessional and not having read this down, but I just heard this right before the show started – and I, uh, there's one of the big fertilizers, and I thought it sounded familiar like when I was in college. It seemed like that was one of the chemicals that I studied about that meth people use for their drugs, but I'm not sure. But it was one of these big uh, chemicals, the fertilizer stuff that we apparently get from Russia, that something happened with the Biden regime, and they uh, stopped it till after April of us getting it. Well, we most need the fertilizer for our farmers and everything to grow our stuff. So apparently it's like a really big deal, you know, and plus with the other stuff they've done. And he was freaking out and going, they're trying to starve us to death, which, I, you know, that's what I've been telling people, you know. And so, you know, with well, the trucking going on, with that going on, this might not be the best timing in the world, but it might be the best time because maybe, like Patty said, maybe, you know, maybe we're wrong since I've been wrong about quite a few things here lately, but maybe we are wrong and it goes great and some changes are made since she's already seen some changes being made. And I also heard that they right. – I don't know if this is true, but I had heard that they had went to the government, to the military. I think that the Canadian had, had went to the military and wanted them to go in and go to the people you know, to stop this, and that the military had said no. And that's what I had heard. I had heard, heard that, that too. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, and, and you know, uh, as you were saying, you know, this trucker thing through here, you know, the supply chain already uh, already strained. Uh, strained uh, intentionally. Uh, if they want to unload those boats, you've got the Coast Guard. Uh, you have more than enough truckers going. This is a complete <coughs> and total setup. And yes, the uh, convoy. Uh, I'm sure it's had the same effect in Canada, uh, but it will have the same effect here. It's going to. Uh, it's going to be a double-edged sword in a way because that's going to be, uh, I don't, the last numbers I heard was 
I want to say 90,000 trucks that were signed up or something. So uh, that's taking a lot of trucks off the road, taking a lot out of there. But as we were talking about at the beginning of the show, you've got 20% of the people that know and understand what's going on, and they have prepared for it. Uh, At this point in time, 30% of the world is COVIDians. Uh, they believe this narrative, and that's never going to change. They bought into the PSYOP, and uh, you're never going to change that. And then you have 50% of the world that's just compliant. Because I'm just not going to make waves. They're going to leave me alone as long as I do what they tell me to. Well, that's not how any of this works. You picked up a uh, history book, uh you would know that. But this might be, but the upside of that, which I'm saying could be a win-win, well, it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to hurt some of the stuff. It may be that last little stone it takes to uh, uh, give people that little push to go, hey, now, wait a minute, you know, this isn't going to work. This isn't right. There is something really bad wrong here. Because, you know, I mean, you go to the grocery store now, and I live in a very big metropolitan area. Unfortunately, that's where my work is right now. But uh, I tell you, you go into these grocery stores, and, you know, they've got everything pushed up to the front to make the aisles look like they're full and stuff, and you have any optional, uh, observational awareness at all. When you walk through there, man, you can tell that uh, – two-thirds of that shelf is empty behind where they've got everything pushed forward. And, uh, you know, it, it it may be a blessing in the sky for these people to go, oh, my God, there is something horribly wrong here. Because 50% of the country, the world, does not believe that there's anything wrong here, that it's all going to be okay. As long as we just do like we're told and be good little peasants, they will save us and everything will be Peachy keen, and we can sit around in a circle and, you know, sing Kumbaya or some shit like that. Anyway, that's my thought on it. Reminds me of that song I sang when we were like in, I guess, uh, if my mom's listening, she's, and she knows what I'm talking about. When I was in Campfire Girls, and it was like, Kumbaya, my lord, Kumbaya. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Little song? Mm-hmm. Can't sing very good. I can't hear uh, Oh, uh, what, what's your take on it, Patty? Do you think it's a two-edged sword? Do you think it's, I don't know, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, it's hard to say. Um, I hope they have a plan as far as the truckers go to keep people fed. I know in Canada the farmers joined in with their tractors and what have you. So, you know, I, I hope everybody has a plan to keep people fed. I hope people are smart enough that they will stock up in case there isn't enough food. Um, I do worry about Americans because we've seen in the past they tend to stock up on toilet paper instead of food. <laughs> and it's I just I can't wrap my head around that, you know. But, um, yeah, let's hope that everybody, you know, just in case. Better to be prepared. And just well, in case uh, there, there isn't any food. And let's hope and pray there you, is. Ashley, to be honest with you, uh, I was already stocked up on toilet paper prior to the <laughs> pandemic because I'm a prepper. But 
I, I think uh, I don't think that 150 to 200 uh, rolls of toilet paper is that much toilet paper because what you're talking about now is if you look at the actual volume or the amount of toilet paper, how many uses you get from say 200 rolls of toilet paper that you have stocked up, you really having about 25 rolls of what you used to have. Okay. Yeah. Seriously, or maybe 50 rolls of what you used to have. Okay, you're not getting. No, that's too generous. Even a third would be too generous, I think, okay, because it's so crap now compared to what we were getting like, say, 10 years ago, right, before Obama started. Obama's when he started shortening that crap. But here's the deal. If you're a real prepper, you're right. Stocking up on toilet paper really is stupid because why? It takes up too much damn space. What I do is I am shamelessly a prepper of wet wipes, okay, because you can put thousands and thousands of wet wipes in a, in a shelf, okay? You can't do that with toilet paper, yeah, I know, but there's something I don't know. Uh, I'm just not even. <laughs> anyway, I had a talk to him, but I'm gonna leave it alone because I don't think I want to share that with the world. But uh, no, the reason why you have, to, you have to stock up. But here's the deal: why do people have to stock up on toilet paper and this and that, and not food? Is because their priorities are a little bit off. But but also, yeah, <laughs> if they keep it in balance, that's if they keep it in balance, like I do, I think it's a good thing. Because when shit hits the fan, you also need to have some kind of uh, comfort items around you to try to keep things as normal as possible. You know, Q had said that one of our jobs was when shit did hit the fan to be, help people, direct people. You know, I always thought that meant mass arrest, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's something even worse, you know. But here's the deal. If shit hits the fan, like, so people should buy, like, a solar shower, and it's like a little shower bag. It's real cheap. It's like five or six. It used to be like five or six bucks, and you can just actually hang it up in your shower and use it because you want to keep things as normal as possible so that people don't lose their freaking mind. So little things like being able to go in your regular shower with your regular shampoo and have a little water come out in the regular place does uh, mentally a lot of of good, especially when you're dealing with uh, women, children, you know, whatever. Bathroom stuff, the toilet paper, the small little luxuries like that to make it a little bit better. I personally recommend prepping on the but whilst it's cheaper, it's more efficient, you can stack it better, you can use it for multiple causes, you know, places you can budget it out, you know. So it means it's better overall, I think. Deal. I just you know, saw so like I here I remember being in the grocery so store we, and there was a mother and she was almost to the point in tears. And I asked her, I said, what's wrong? And Because she, she was, you know, hemming and hawing. I said, what's wrong? And she said, I can't find any baby wipes for my baby because people are buying them all up. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, why? I, I could see getting some toilet paper or, you know, if you got to take some baby wipes, whatever. But people were hoarding them. And that's, I just, yeah. I hate and, to see that happen. And the difference between me is I've always shopped like this. So for me to have two or three cases of wet wipes is normal. Okay, that's how I shop. I live in the country, okay, but I've always been a prepper. And so the way I shop is I use all my tomatoes, and, I, and when I run out, I might when they get on sale, I might go buy three cases of canned tomatoes. And then right. maybe I'll be getting low yeah. on uh, ketchup. I see the ketchup's out. I see the ketchup's on sale. I might go buy six or eight things of ketchup because that's how I shop. You know, I try to get my inventory mm-hmm. up. So I've always shopped like that. So then when people started buying in bulk and this and that, uh, and then they look all down on me because like, oh, you're in there buying 20, 10 cans of, 
you know, Tina Fish, you know, kiss my ass, okay? Don't judge me. This is how I shop, okay? You know what I'm saying? But I've always, <laughs> right, that's normal for you. Yeah. I don't go to yeah. town. Yeah. I don't like to go into town a lot because I live in the country, and we don't like to go into town a lot. So that's why we are preppers, so we don't have to make endless trips, which is a long ways maybe. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's just how people in the country, I was thinking a lot of times. But like y'all were talking about the uh, the uh, the videos. I was just thinking, uh, did y'all know that I've been water glassing these eggs? Yes. See, I did first watch I that. first I tried to first I pickled them, went through all that, did a ton of pickling time, just took a pickle in them, and then I uh, then I started water bathing them where I learned how to preserve the eggs with this uh, uh, like a like a lime, I guess a pickling lime, and uh, I'll, I'll get the exact name of it, and you mix it like one ounce for one quart, and you stir it up real real good, and then you put you don't wash the eggs, but you don't put dirty dirty eggs. So if they're in good condition, when you get them fresh eggs from your chicken, they can't be from H-E-B or nothing. You put them in there, and they last like two years, right? That's crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me, uh, uh, Patty, what, is, uh, what do the shelves look like up there in uh, your part of the country? at the Oh, they got stores? really, really bare. And I remember going into the grocery store, and there was no meat left anywhere. And I found there was one cooler, and it had corned beef in it. And it was the only thing that was left. And so I was grabbing them, and I thought, why is nobody buying the corned beef? And I started asking people, you know, telling a story to other people and asking them, why do you think? And women were telling me, well, I don't know how to cook corned beef. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of funny. That the one Did thing that I love to cook is what they left for me. And I was I like, thank you. I've, I've never cooked corned beef. I think that's a Yankee food, isn't it? Corned beef. Do we eat that? We, we, we do. I, we I eat a lot of corned corn beef. beef. Yeah. I love corned beef hash. Uh, love corn I know, but I'm just saying, stuff. have you ever cooked it, though? Jenny? Are you uh, going to restaurant? No, I have not. Oh, I mean, no yeah. yeah. In New York, we eat a lot of Rubens. No. So it's corned beef and, and sauerkraut so, yeah, I've had corned beef and, and grilled rye bread with Thousand Island dressing. Mm, yeah. See, I've ate that kind of uh, stuff at a restaurant. But that's what I make my point to, Jenny, is I'm talking about fishing, because I don't know any Southerner that's ever cooked that. I don't know anybody. But we eat it, because I had to go find a shop the other day just to buy my mom a Reuben sandwich, because I don't know how to make a Reuben sandwich. You know, Isn't that the same thing? Is that what's on it, corned beef and Sauerkraut, right? Corned beef, uh, yeah, sauerkraut, sauerkraut yeah. And, uh, and grilled, oh, it's, yeah. It, 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 it's my favorite sandwich on the planet. It is absolutely. Definitely, but it's northern food, right? Yeah, that's uh, not a southern food. Right. We don't make it. We just buy it, I think, oh, okay. oh, yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. I know. But yeah. we like it. Hey, we like did it. Y'all know, hey, hey, did y'all notice, too, that uh, uh, doing that when the big rush was on and everybody's buying it? That uh, uh, all the vegan products and uh, tofu and stuff like that, that was about the only thing left on the shelves. <laughs> yeah, the meat was gone. Here's some imaginary meat. I mean, people were hungry and panicking and wouldn't even buy that stuff. I mean, that should tell you something, huh? Right. I went and bought, uh, right. I went and bought some uh, potatoes. Some carrots and some really big, fresh, beautiful carrots. Also, like Donald Trump would say, and I uh, bought two packs of meat, and they were stew meat. They were pretty big, family size things. of beautiful stew meat. It's beautiful, beautiful, big old chunks of it. 
but they were like twenty six, twenty seven dollars a piece for the stew meat. Okay, and so uh, I cooked. Uh, as soon as it got cold and we were stuck in the house, and I knew I was going to be. I don't really like. I don't really like to cook. I'd rather be out here in my she shed or out here with my animals or doing something. Y'all know me, militia or something. The last thing I want to do is just be in that home stuck in the house cooking. But if I'm going to do it, let's do it all the way, right? So I cooked yep. up this stew, and it was, and it was. Uh, uh, I had it, all the meat, I cooked it all night. I had it just perfect. I had all the, the little packets in there with the seasonings and all that crap in it. It's perfect, right? So I wanted to go outside. And I think we had a show, as a matter of fact. And my husband said, can I help you do anything? I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm kind of busy. If you could, chop up, if you cut these carrots up in, you know, like kind of good-sized little chunks, and the potatoes have been pretty good-sized little chunks, I said, if you'll just lay these carrots in across the bottom of my crock pot, put the lid on it, I'll come in later and uh, I'll check it, and then I'll add the potatoes and any adjustments in the water or something. I said because uh, I said it takes a you have to cook the carrots longer, you know, than the potatoes or it ruins yep. it. And he's like, okay. I said, well, thank you, honey. It's, you know, it's so sweet, right? I mean, gosh, you know. And so I come in a little while later, and I walk over there and I look at the crock pot. There's these little bitty tiny pieces of pea-sized looking potatoes that my husband cut up, and these giant chunks of carrots cut up inside of my thing with my big old giant thing of stew meat and about 17,000 cups of water that he added to it, okay? And I lost my ever loving mind, okay? I was like, I want to kill you! I want to kill you! Oh, my God! I was melted down. You know, I lost my ever loving mind, okay? I was so bitter at my husband. Oh, my God. I wanted to tell him. I was so mad. I was like, I hate you! I hate you! I was just... So then, okay, so then I poured out all the water and I tried to salvage it. And so I made him eat it all weekend. You're going to eat the steak. You're going to eat it. You, you, you're never going to eat it. You know, I ate it. So we ate it. It was, it was okay. It was not that great, okay. But the, like the last night, he was like, I was like, did you eat the stew, honey? He's like, oh, no, I just had some peanuts. I go, what's the matter? You didn't like my stew? Oh, yeah, yeah, I just like some peanuts. I said, yeah, right. <laughs> well, then the well, next time. Well, we won't time, do that again, was, that's for was, sure. I took the second pack. I took the second pack of stew, right, and I canned it, okay? So I made seven quarts of stew. So you put the stew in, you put the carrots in, you put the potatoes in, then you put, like, a little bit of sea salt, some black pepper, and, you, and then you, you know, can it, right? So you don't put the flour and other crap in it. Their own juice. So I did it all up and I hand packed it. So I had it all packed in it really, really, really tight. And I think that I didn't put enough headroom in it, just a little bit too much, you know. And uh, but I, but you know, it, it looked like everybody else's pictures. I just usually feel like I leave too much headroom, you know. So I did it all, did it all, packed it in really good. Just started cooking it, and then I realized I didn't do that one step where you take a little spoon and you go around the edges of it, you know. So I, so, so my I asked my relative, and she's like, eh. You don't do it, it could leak, you know, and I was like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it out and do it. But then I got distracted and I didn't, so I just let it go. Well, four of the quarts leaked. So I took oh. two of them down to my neighbor and we ate the other two the next night. That was the most delicious food I've ever ate in my life. Two of them were wow. so good. And I've got one left in the refrigerator that I gotta eat because it looked questionable on whether it leaked or not. Two absolutely did not leak. It has the same amount of fluids in it, you know. But I learned my lesson, and uh, so we were so sick of eating stew, but uh, being it was good. So if you're going to can anything and you can stew, my recommendation is don't pack anything with meat too high and vinegar the hell out of that top before you put that lid on it and put the, put the rim on tight so it doesn't leak. 
and it's really hard when you do any kind of meat because it has a it's easy to can it, but it's just the fat so it causes a leak. Cause, uh, it seems like every time I do some kind of meat, it always has some kind of leakage on one of the bottles. So it's I'd have to take a class. I have no idea how to can, but I'm going to learn. I don't even know why I'm talking about that. It's in my pocket. I don't pocket, even know why I'm rambling about that. <laughs> It's like if y'all were just talking about canning during my show when I have it scheduled for trucking, you know that I would be like, what the hell was wrong with you? Oh, my God. You know that we're on Apple Podcasts and all those podcasts that you just talked off to. <laughs> then I just start randomly just, I'm tired. It's been a long week, but uh, you still there again? Sorry. I know I'm a hypocrite. Okay, okay. But listen, while I've been off script. Since I've been off script, uh, anybody that's listening to the show this long obviously doesn't care. But here's the deal, since there's probably not as many listeners because they usually sign off by now. All right, it's just, you know, I was doing my shows all the time, and then I just had so much anxiety after Ron died, and then I had vocal cord surgery, and so my voice was all messed up. And then I couldn't talk for a long time, you know, and then my voice has been kind of messed up ever since then. And uh, then I just, uh, I don't know. I just started getting a lot of anxiety. You know, I did all that show with Ron, and he died. And I did all those shows with Lloyd, he died. So I was just real traumatized by that, you know. And it was just hard for me to get back into radio, and I just started really, I don't know. I, you know, when I was famous on social media, I made videos all the time, and I, I never cared. I didn't care if I was dirty or clean. I didn't care what people thought, and you know, I just didn't give a shit. And then I ended up getting famous. And then they canceled me, so now I'm not famous. But now if I try to do a video, I'm always worried, like, because now I'm like, oh, I have all these wrinkles now. My hair's turned gray since the election. Or I've gained so much weight during COVID, you know. Like, oh. I don't want to do any of my live videos. None of the other is true. And then the other day, None of the... Patty did the show. She did such a good job. And uh, and and so uh, she was worried that she didn't do a good job. And I was like, oh, she, she did a great job. I said, I would really want you to come co-host with me. And she's like, well, you've got Gunny. I said, we need you too. You know, you need to be there too. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Gunny? I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot uh, like uh, like Joseph. No, did. no, I wrong with uh, I uh, I completely one hundred percent agree with that. Uh, uh, yes, uh, I would love you to uh, come join us here. Uh, and uh, like you said, uh, we uh, we uh, what can I say? We uh, cover a lot of good news. Get a lot of good info. But, out there, and some nights we just ramble. So you know, uh, please. Uh, I know it, the times that we ramble. Honest. The times that we ramble, I generally delete that show because I'm such a perfectionist that I can't stand it if the show's messed up. But you know, it's stopping me from going on the air and helping people because I'm actually having anxiety about it. it's not perfect or people might judge me. And I really need to work on that crap because that's like a, a spiritual battle or something going on in my head that I needed, this anxiety that I never had before. I need to work on that, you know. And, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with, too, I got so, I got attacked so much from my, uh, my stance on uh, an, uh, being an Anon and supporting Q, you know. And I'm not going to back down from that because <laughs> I know the information that I found is true, you know. So that's how it is. You know, nobody can make me change my mind. Like nobody can make me change my mind about Jesus, you know. Well, you know what you know, and you're not going to ever change your mind if that's your fundamental belief, right? But uh, I just right. decided I wanted to start doing this show, and if we're not perfect, like Joseph, he's been made it all these years, and he's my mentor, and when he got me on the show, and he just didn't really care. It drove me nuts. If it wasn't perfect, it wasn't perfect. He didn't care. But guess what? Guess who stays on the air and has show after show after show? Joseph. You know what I mean? 
And so mine is more is overrated. I usually he thinks, yeah. but he taught me a lot, you know, about the show must go on. And he just, I, you know, he, he sometimes you just gotta not, I guess, not sweat the small shit. And maybe I shouldn't be so worried about, you know, every little detail, because right now we just really need to get the news out to people and let people know what's really going on in the world. But it's really hard to let them know because we don't freaking know what's really going on. That's probably right. <laughs> well, well, I mean, there are so many variables right now that. Uh, if anybody's sitting there telling you that, well, this and this and this and this is going to happen, it's probably a pretty good chance they don't know what they're talking about. Because, I mean, with everything going on, worldwide uh, military uh, escalation, uh, worldwide, uh, of course, uh, you did one of the best videos on China ever seen and stuff like that and ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna tell you right now that hurricane was a hundred percent correct on that china video china is the most dangerous threat to us right now as free people uh on the planet no russia is not our friend uh but you know what uh they never have been and We'll continue to play footsie and slap each other once in a while and stuff like that. But Putin is not a fan of the New World Order. Uh, He is a a narcissist, and he's not going to relinquish his power to anyone. Can I tell you a secret? Whenever I thought Hillary was going to win the election, I Googled, how to become a Russian citizen. <laughs> I couldn't live under that bitch. <laughs> I had to get out. I, all I could think of was Putin, like, riding on his, like, with his, you know, like, he was, like, a, you know, I kind of like, you know, special force guys. That's kind of sexy. And, you know, he was, like, a special force guy, and he's got some little bit of game about him. You know, he's a spy and shit. And then you think about him where he's got some pretty good muscles, and you always see that little propaganda where he's riding around without a shirt on, on, on riding a lion. That's kind of attractive, you know what I mean? It represents yeah. a ball driving around with his freaking bicycle and his little freaking helmet like a little, you know what, you know? Jesus. Yeah. That's horrible. All right, sorry. I just had to give you that deep confession. It's true. I, do. <laughs> I couldn't do okay. it. You're, you're making me picture all this. You know that, right? It's radio. Oh my supposed to make people visualize stuff. So, yay me, you know. So listen, you're looking <laughs> great on the show tonight. I don't know. Uh, I guess we covered a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. We need to get some stuff verified. We need to find out. The main thing about the show is this intel that Gunny got on uh, that there's possible blackouts and on communication. So we need to. Use uh, every resource. If y'all have any resources, reach out to them and see what we can get. Get something lined up. You know, get an interview lined up. Let's get something going. You know, it's our radio show. We own it, mm-hmm. so we can do it whenever the hell we want to. You know, I could do two hours well, uh, a day, every twenty-four hours. And, and, so I could do two hours. Anybody, I could do anybody, ten minutes, twenty-four times. Yeah. yeah. So let's see I what do we have. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, ladies, I'm going to leave y'all with it. I've got an early day tomorrow. Uh, it uh, it never ends uh, down here. Uh, but y'all have a wonderful evening. Uh, 
Nice speaking with you again, Patty. Hurricane, we'll holler. See you what too. We're do Thursday. See what we're going to do for Thursday hey, night. And, yeah. Uh, I don't mean to make you jealous, but I accidentally forgot to invite you to. I got a militia up. I'm going to invite you to. If you want to come have some fun. <laughs> I, you don't mind coming with you? Okay. Oh, no. I'll get you the info. I'll get yeah, All right, sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Sounds Get a little win. aggression out. Ladies, the you know. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I still think one of the best stops ever was uh, that truck drove by was so close in that ditch that we could smell the heat off the tires. The rubber off the tires. Oh, my God, Patty, you wouldn't believe this. First, we snuck out and went through the camp, and we're, like, going down this road out in the country, you know, and all of a sudden, this, mm-hmm. this, this vehicle starts coming, so we're, like, run, 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 and then we just dive down, and we basically just have to camouflage ourselves in the grass, which we're really in the wide open, but we were in camouflage, you know, but it was all about not moving in the shadows, you know, and stuff like that, and we and they drove right past us and didn't even see us, so then we're stood in this op, and then this uh, big old dealy truck starts coming, and we're like, oh, shit, you know, we take a running, dive down, dive down, and it's by this little, it's like a, it's not a bridge, it's a little cattle guard, I don't even know if y'all have those in New York, but here we got little cattle guards on the road, they're like little pipes that go across these little spaces on them, right, and it's it's real close to the ground, okay, because there's like a little water thing goes underneath it or something, you know, and so we dove down right there, and this dually drove right over that thing, and it was just inches, I swear to God, away from us, all right, oh my God, it was so terrifying, it was like, oh my God, like my life was flashing in front of me, and it was like great, because they didn't even see us, you know, and we survived, and then we like, yeah, we just kicked ass that whole freaking weekend. We were so pumped up on the adrenaline, you know. But that was a badass <laughs> off. But it, it got kind of scary. And the fact that that's our favorite one tells you something, doesn't it? Because we almost died and we liked it. Okay, so what does that tell you? We ain't right, Jenny. We're not right. All right. <laughs> no, do you ever do videos? Yeah. Make videos of it? No, no we don't care. Really, I mean, it depends on what's going on. Sometimes, uh, sometimes they for. Uh, Op security, the majority of the time, you don't do videos and stuff like that. I was so proud uh, of myself because I had my Google phone or something happened and it pulled up like all these different locations all over the freaking world of me, right? And I saw it. And all of a sudden, you could just click on one of them, and you could see, like, every single picture you had ever taken at that, at that location. And I was like, holy shit. And I went through there, and you know what? There was not one freaking single not one freaking single militia location there or i was so proud of myself i was like oh my god i am the freaking yeah. bomb.com you know i'm like yeah <laughs> and that's a fact so i i was like yeah i'll sec baby you know because uh anything that people I thought knew. they knew about me they just didn't know so i yeah, thought it was pretty cool send me that info man we'll run some ops sounds like it'd be a good time yeah, yeah, you're up, so I'm ready to. It, just finding my gear and getting used to wearing it again. I mean, since I'm going back to militia. I've been trying to visualize myself again as Hurricane and militia man since I hadn't been active. So I've been wearing my gear every day. You know, like right now, I'm wearing digital. I got a tag on it that says Infidel. <laughs> I'm wearing my army boots. I'm serious. I'm sitting in here. I got all my. I got my gas mask, everything around me. I've been, like, getting back in the vibe, you know. I'm like, let's do it. Been yeah. doing little squats and em- exercises, trying to embrace, embrace the suck. Yeah. 
embrace yeah. it. I know when I met you, it was in below freezing weather, so we've done it before. We can do it again. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we ought to be doing some kind of stuff to help some people on training, you know, or survival on this channel because they don't, some people don't have a clue. Yeah. They need help. But then if you overwhelm them with stuff, they feel like they don't have any chance, you know, because to get right, the stuff that right. we've already been collected, because we've already known, they're not uh-huh. – State, yeah, and people feel it ends up not helping them. It may, ends up making them feel hopeless. Okay, so you got to be really careful. Right. You're talking about people dying right now. You know, this COVID is killing people. Right. And they're trying to depopulate us and starve us to death. And I mean, people are gonna. I mean, I've already had to think about it. I was like, God Almighty, my a neighbor came over and she was like, I can't find any dog food. The the shelves are dry. I don't have any dog food. I bought some little crumbled time for my dogs, but they just finished it. I, you know, I don't know where to look. And she said, do you have dog food? I said, of course I have dog food because I, I bought in advance for my dogs because I told you there's going to be a freaking shortage, you know. I said, but here, because I had been getting some of the smaller bags, like, to distribute, like, for people like her, you know what I mean, that need it for the dogs. Yeah. So I was like, here you go. I got some, you know. So I gave her a bag of it, you know. But I, I don't have as much stock as I'd like to, you know. I can only help her so long. But right. I did try to buy extra to help people. But I tried to warn people, and I warned everybody. One of the first things I had on all my videos was about the dog food, you know, and the, and it was the toilet paper before the toilet paper shortage. I warned people that was going to be an issue. <laughs> I was dead on. I deleted oh, yeah. that video, by the way, because in that video I said some stuff about I don't know. There was, I guess, pro-vax that I regretted saying, so I deleted my that one Corona how yeah. to prepare, you know, for the COVID. It was a pretty viral video. Yeah. I got a lot of views on YouTube on it. Well, you know, when, it, when like everything that. throws up. When everything throws up down here, man, uh, people were panicking and stuff like that. Well, I filled up both bathtubs with water, so uh, I had water to flush the toilet, uh, had the fireplace blazing, uh, camp stove, uh, uh, barbecue pit and stuff, and I closed off the house except for the living room, man, and had the fireplace blazing, and for about an hour, Maybe an hour and a half, I'd fire up the generator and watch me one of my old DVD movies or something like that, man. It didn't really have any, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and that's what being prepared is about, you know. And it's not that hard to do. It's really not that expensive to do. And, uh, you know, remember, uh, when you do, if you have a place you're going to that you Stock up, multi. Uh, yeah, we got a minute fifty-seven seconds left, so you need to wrap it up, Getty. Okay, well I'll tell you what, we'll pick this up again on Thursday night, ladies. It's been an honor. Thank y'all. Uh, good night, America. This is Gunny, and I'm out. Thank you, Thank you so much, Gunny. Patty, you still nice there? talking to you again, Connie. Uh, he's already hung up. He's out. Gunny yeah, out. he's gone. <laughs> you know, that's around. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for calling in and helping us tonight. We were like, when she, if you listen to the show, we're like, when's she calling in? Call in. We need you. <laughs> I need you to find out. Well, it was stuff. a pleasure. It was an honor being on. Stuff. But, yes, you, you should do some videos of uh, teaching people how to can and raise chickens and all those things that are so important now. Yeah, I, that's probably a good idea. I'll maybe have other people chip in, too, with their skills, you know. So I was hoping mm-hmm. to do my survival channel. But anyways, okay, well, the show's ending. We are down to 56 seconds. So in order for me to play my outro, I've got to let it go. So I love you. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you all so much for listening. Next time, uh, we'll be back on air. We'll be 
maybe tomorrow if Patty gets bored or something, but we're we're usually going to do Tuesdays and Thursdays. But, uh, you know, things change, you know, depends on what's going on. So I know that we do, yep. Patty and I do want to do some shows together about some of my videos. So, okay, with that said, Hurricane in, and I'm out. Thanks, Patty. Goodbye. Bye.